Kia ora and welcome to the Female Career Podcast. My name's Anna Johnston and I work as a leadership and career coach for women. I'm looking forward to sharing with you an inspiring collection of career stories of a diverse range of women of Aotearoa New Zealand. I hope that by listening to these stories, you'll feel inspired in your own career. If you do enjoy the story, please head along to our website, thefemalecareer.com, where we have lots more stories of wonderful Kiwi women and their careers. We'd also love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you have all the episodes at your fingertips. And please do tell your friends and family about it too. For now, though, I hope you enjoy listening to this career story. For today's episode, I want to focus on the topic of career and parenthood. Many of our podcast guests have talked about their experiences of juggling work and children, and it's a topic that often also comes up when we work with our coaching clients. And this is a topic close to my heart too. I'm a mama to three beautiful boys, Felix who's 12, Patrick who's 10, and Oscar who's 5. And I love my kids an enormous amount, and I also love my work. It often feels like a juggle, sometimes feels like a struggle, and I often worry whether I am doing the right thing. But I guess there's no one right way to juggle work and children. And today we wanted to share the experiences of some inspiring Kiwi women who talk about how they found ways to make it work. Over the course of this episode, you'll hear five wahine toa speak about fitting work around their kids' schedules, what happens when family and work intersect, running a business while looking after a small child, and hopes and dreams for more gender-balanced parenting and work roles. I really hope that their thoughts are useful and inspiring for you. First up, we have Mariana Stevens. Mariana is of Naitirangi, Natirangi Nui, and Natirarua. She is a director for Wakatu Incorporation and leads Oora, an associated business of Wakatu, which invests in a portfolio of nutrition and ingredient applications sourced from the natural biomatter of Aotearoa. Mariana shares with us how important the support of her whānau and wider community has been to her as a working parent. She also tells us about what happened that time her childcare plans failed and she had to bring her three-year-old and baby to an interview. And when I first heard this story, I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. And I was keen to understand, you said you've got four kids. A question that I often find women asking is, how do I manage to have a fulfilling career and also be able to enjoy and be able to have a wonderful family and and raise my kids in the way I want to? How have you been able to find a way to do both? What have you found has worked for you in that? Yeah, I've probably been quite fortunate in that I was raised by my grandparents. So my mother gave me probably the best gift I could ever receive as a child and that she had me when she was quite young. So her giving me to my grandparents, there's not a day where I couldn't love my mother anymore in terms of the sacrifice that she gave for me to have a better life. I've grown up with my grandparents. I've grown up with a really quite an extended family. So that's been important for me in terms of raising my children is the fact that they come from very good families and people who love them. So to be able for them to meet and connect with with our families, and especially when you're custodians of land um, and resources, you're, you're in a wider collective, right? So you do need to know who your family is and you do need to be able to um, relate to them, to be able to mix with them, to be able to understand where they're coming from. That for me has been, and I was pleased that my husband, who's my ex-husband, I'm pleased that we had those fundamental values of sharing our children with our wider family and community. So that, that for me was quite important 
And so when there have been times of trouble, when I've, you know, and I've had, it's been a family that has raised my, a wider family that's been, that's helped me raise our children. And if something happened to me or my um, husband, they could have, they would know who, who to go to. So I think that's something, and especially as Māori, we're, we're really fortunate um, to have that, to have that network. So that's pretty cool. And I do remember one story. I was shortlisted for a scholarship at university. And anyway, I was going in for the scholarship interview, but my husband had got held up in a meeting. He was meant to pick the kids up for me. And anyway, I went into the scholarship interview. I had a three-year-old and a baby, and I fed the baby before I went into the scholarship interview. There was like six on the panel from some of the big law firms and the faculty of law at the time. And I was like, oh, my God, I bet you they've never seen anything like this. Anyway, they, in the nice corner, they had set up a you know, cup of tea and you know, biscuits, chocolate biscuits and all things. So, of course, my three-year-old made a beeline for that. So she was blooming hyper. They started asking me these questions you know, around tax law, around leadership, and there was a whole lot of things in there. And my baby woke up. And then the baby was crying, so I had to feed the baby, breastfeed the baby in the interview. You know, it was all just chaos, right? It was just, it was all bloody just falling down around me. But what happened was I closed my eyes for a second and what I saw was I saw the people at home, the people in my community, the people in my marae, my family, and I drew on that strength and that belief because I've had so many people back me, you know, in my career. And I just took a deep breath and then I just started again. And... I guess that was a surprise to me, the fact that I had that inner strength and all of that helping me and supporting me in, 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 that, in that particular time. And I've, and I've drawn on that strength on many times where I've had you know, challenges to give me that sort of strength to, to keep going. And needless to say, my husband turned up after the interview, of course, saying, oh, I bet you killed the interview now. I did want to kill somebody. I wasn't probably him. But what I would say that when I went to the, to the announcement and it was given by the Governor-General. Basically, the panel had said they'd never seen anything like it in an interview, but the fact that I was able to just to get through it, to be calm and to be able to answer the, the questions in an articulate way, they sure they saw something. And I think it's those times in your life when you can get through situations, yeah, it, it does see you through. So it's not to panic, but just to draw on, or draw on things that can help you get through those, whether that's people, whether that's sayings, I don't know, whatever works. But I certainly learnt a lot from that situation that's carried me through to, I think, where I am today. Next up is Alif Sampson. Alif is co-founder and COO of Cami. It's an app that allows teachers and students to annotate, edit and collaborate on digital documents and now has over 30 million users globally. Alif talks about how she and her husband run their growing business while taking care of their young daughter and what she's learned about fitting work responsibilities around their daughter's schedule. Alif, you've recently had a baby who I, I can hear the occasional little squeak in the background, oh, which is gorgeous. <laughs> no, don't worry, it's absolutely fine. And I think as I mentioned before we started talking, you know, I'm a mum of three myself. I know that becoming a parent for the first time, no matter what gender you are, just simply becoming a parent and trying to still manage and juggle work around that can be challenging, but it also can be a change in terms of your identity. How has having a baby impacted on, on your work and career? blessed to have my husband as my co-founder so we both go through the same challenges <laughs> at the same time he is actually working extra um, hard because he didn't have a paternity leave because and he took over all the work that I left behind I just got back from my maternity leave 
probably three months ago. So it was a big change, not for myself, but for also for him. Right now, we, we have our baby with us most of the time and we try to juggle around. Sometimes we have some of our family to help, which is really good. We have our parents to help out and look after the baby, which is great. But I think having a baby, it just teaches you how to value time more. (laughs) Before, I would just be chill about my day and just like, oh, I can do this. I can do that. Totally fine. Now having a kid, you just, okay, I got to make sure my day is spent wisely because I only have this much time to focus on things and be really productive and this much time I need to focus on the baby. So I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned and also juggling, multitasking. I thought I was a multitasker before I was a mom. And then now I'm just like, this is next level multitasking. Even for my husband, he wasn't a multitasker at first. Now he can just, he does most of his meetings with a baby on hand, which is really funny to see because like I wouldn't expect him to be able to do that and just focus on his meetings before having our baby. So I guess that's those are the two things that I've learned so far. I'm still learning. I think every day is still a new thing. Something pops up and you're like, oh yeah, there's that again. <laughs> there's a new challenge. And you think that you figured things out by Googling and talking to other moms. You're like, oh, what's this? How do I do this? Which is good, I guess, for me because it, it still keeps us sharp and just keeps us on our toes to be very, I know, focused on the baby and not take that for granted. Right now, how we're doing this, we change up our schedule every now and then based on the baby and in her own schedule. She has her own schedule. So we try to focus more on, okay, what does the baby need now? And just make that as our top priority. And then everything else falls through. The, the biggest balance for the both of us is just trying to make sure that we still look after the company while still looking after the baby. The good thing is that both my husband and I are just so over-traveling because before we had a baby, we were nonstop flying in and out of the U.S., So we're kind of happy to be just staying here in New Zealand, staying at home with a baby and just focusing on work and baby. We're quite homebody, so we don't require much, I guess, downtime. Like for us, downtime is just sitting in front of the TV and watching a movie and we're happy. I really enjoyed hearing the perspective of Rhiannon McKinnon on career and parenthood. Rhiannon is the CEO of Kiwi Wealth, the largest New Zealand-owned KiwiSaver provider. Rhiannon talks about how she made a deliberate career shift before having children to ensure that her career would be compatible with family. She decided then to work part-time following the birth of her third child and returned to full-time work when her oldest child started school. So I started at a company called Murray and Company, which is an investment banking sort of boutique firm based in Christchurch. And I spent three years there. So got to know, it was, it was a bit of a jump, actually. I was in an equity research role. Um, it was all part of sort of finance and banking, but I went to more corporate finance, which is you know, it's slightly different. It was actually more different than I expected it to be. I thought the sort of jumps between these sort of sub-sectors of the investment banking world would be um, pretty easy, but it was more of a jump than I had realised. Um, and I spent about three years there and 
Ultimately, I think Christchurch was an absolutely wonderful town to live in, but I think we wanted to be slightly closer to his family in Wellington. You're getting to the stage where you're probably considering about when you're going to have children and being close to family certainly helps. And investment banking is really hard to do if you're juggling a family as well. If you're in any of those sort of sell-side careers where you're selling your services to clients, I think that's a very hard juggle. And I could kind of foresee that coming. So we did move up to Wellington. I cast my net quite wide. I spoke to quite a few different people across financial services. And actually talking about family members influencing, I actually was talking to Alex's uncle. And he suggested that I talk to some of the people he knew at New Zealand Post and that being inside a corporate might be a really interesting kind of career move and something that would be enlightening. So I ended up starting in the finance division there and started in investor relations, which sort of was about telling the New Zealand Post and the Kiwi Bank story to the market and to the credit rating agencies and to to Treasury and government. And that expanded quite quickly into a broader corporate finance role, looking after various financial assets of, of New Zealand Post. And I did that for a few years, had my first baby and then my second baby. My career is really punctuated by babies in Wellington, to be honest. And I always sort of date things, sort of pregnancies and births, which is maybe a bit odd, but also might be very familiar to others out there. Left post and started after my second baby was about nine months old. I went back to Kiwi Bank, which I knew the guys there really well from my post days and having done a lot of work for the bank and ended up being a sort of an exec advisor to the CEO for a while. So that was my first sort of stint in a CEO's office. And I was quite keen to do that. I'd, I'd kind of worked out by that point that I didn't want to stay in a finance niche my whole career. And one of the, I've got very few career goals, but one of them was, was that in the future, if people asked me where I came from, they'd be surprised to know what my original niche was. And so I really did want to go slightly more generalist, I think, is what I was trying to do by that point. I did that quite briefly and that was quite deliberate and then ended up doing a, a contract for the Kiwi Wealth CEO, my predecessor, around strategy and, and where they should go next. Went off to have baby number three and then came back on, on the other side of that sort of into a permanent role, which was nice, just three days a week and a sort of strategy role, which expanded to four days after about a year when my eldest went to school and then has gone to five days since, since this sort of change of role to acting CEO. I think the biggest challenge actually is motherhood. You know, it starts really early when I first was interviewing for jobs in New Zealand. I remember talking to someone on the phone from Beijing who asked me how old I was and when I was planning to have children, which I found pretty shocking. Alex was just my boyfriend at the time. And the fact that I was being asked my parenthood plans over the phone, I, well, I didn't further the, the interview or the, the, the chats with that particular person. I didn't think that was going to be the place for me. But I think there is, I don't know whether it's a penalty, but it is it is hard when you have been um, working all your life where you do step out for different periods of time. And for each mother, it's different how long they want to stay out of the workforce for, whether it's um, a short period of parental leave or something much longer. It is a balance and it's a juggle. And, it's, and I, you still don't see men having to do it to the same extent. I, I have friends who do divide it equally, but it is funny that I think in your early 30s, when you're just really getting somewhere in your career, and I think broad, broad, sweeping generalization, I think women work really hard on their careers in their 20s. And I think a lot of men are really just relaxing. Just as it gets interesting and it gets to matter, that's when the women step out for periods of time and the men start to really put their foot on the accelerator. And I think that's when the disparities in careers begin to happen. I think you're right. As you say, it's not the same for everybody, but I think for very many women, that is probably their experience. And you've got three 
quite still quite young kids now. How you talked briefly there about the juggle or the balance. How do you find some kind of balance in doing a big role and with a busy life outside? Yeah, they are quite young. They, I, I think actually the balance is, I think children actually help bring balance to my job to a certain extent. Each morning when I hang out with them in, in the morning and at the very moment where they wake up, they're quite charming most of the time. And then, you know, then I have to battle to get them out the door and to school on time and get to work. But those moments actually remind you why you're actually bothering with any of this and gives you a really good perspective that you take into each day. So I find them actually quite, quite a good, and, and they force me to unplug at the weekend and in the evenings. The best moments are when you actually put down your phone and you actually just have to be with them and you're not checking your phone because you're just doing something with them and that's actually some of the nicest times the juggle is real and it's even more real now for me beforehand I was four days and I had Fridays in my back pocket to catch up with things and spend time with the kids and that was really lovely and, and I, I don't have that luxury anymore I spend a lot of time managing my diary and I actually am lucky enough now I have an EA which is just delicious and wonderful and you know, that's definitely a career goal I'm joking but but it's still like I look at my diary constantly about how to you know what I'm doing that day and how to spend time and on on both things and and what time I'm spending with the children and, and so forth. Mm, and did I even um, answer the question? <laughs> you, you did. You, you definitely did. And I think it is an important one. I think of actually, as you say, with having kids, it forces you to switch off, which I think is very true because the kids they notice. I remember when my youngest one, not one of the first six, he said, but I do remember when he was you know, one or maybe two, and he said, "Mummy, get off your phone." And I was like, "Oh no, that's it. That's kids. Kids notice that stuff. They notice when you're very present with them, and at the same time, as you said, it gives you. It really takes you outside." gives you a broader perspective but also having that focus so when you're really at work you're you're managing your time pretty carefully as well. Next up we have Jackie Maguire. Jackie is a clinical psychologist with a passion for providing practical psychological theory and strategies to optimize personal well-being, work and relationships. Jackie planned to take a year of parental leave following the birth of her daughter Orla but ended up returning to work earlier than she'd anticipated. She explains how moving into self-employment has given her the flexibility to put being a mum first and work second. I had my baby girl in August last year. The organisation I'd been a part of was acquired in June. Orla was born in August and you know I had dedicated uh, a number of years to that business and you know, loved it really as if it was my own, gave my time and soul to it and it had grown amazingly and was now in this position where it had been acquired and I kind of saw that as it's had its own rebirth stage and this business now it's got its own new life path ahead and so for me it was a kind of natural sense of time in terms of you know I'm going to now go and be mum I'd worked hard I sometimes didn't listen to all my own advice so I was pretty burnt out by the time I went on parental leave as I think often many of us are we know the theory and we're really good at helping other people and sometimes we're not so good at practicing it ourselves and I remember being on parental leave before Ola was born and speaking to the woman in the dry cleaners and I walked out of the shop going that's the first time in five years I've had energy to talk to somebody that's not in a work setting. Like I've had been, I have been so tired and so drained from work that really I was often not present or I was irritable or not myself. And it was just this light bulb moment of, oh my God, I really enjoyed that conversation. <laughs> you know, I, I enjoyed, you know, the kind of benign chat about the weather and small talk. And I haven't had oomph to do that in a long time. And 
I made this pact with myself that I was never going to get myself into that position again, that I was becoming a mum. And funnily enough, when you've got another human being to look after, it gives you some more ammo, I think, to really keep your well-being in check because you're not just doing it for yourself anymore. And so my plan was actually just to be fully on parental leave for 12 months. I managed that for six, Anna. So for six months, I was at home doing nothing. For me, doing nothing as I was thinking about books I was going to write, etc. But I wasn't doing proper work. And then COVID-19 happened. And I read some research around the impact of quarantine and isolation on our mental health that had come out of the UK. No one had reported on it here in New Zealand. So I wrote one article for the paper. And I thought, you know, that will be my contribution for covid And it was like the world went, ah, Jackie's back. So my one article in it turned into 10 to 12 media requests a day during that initial kind of lockdown of COVID. And from there, really, it hasn't stopped, Anna. So, yeah, currently now I'm self-employed. I spend my time speaking for organisations, so keynote speaking, creating my podcast. I've written a children's book, which is in its final stages of publication around how to support young people with unexpected change. So it was inspired by COVID, but it's a generalist book for any change and doing kind of other bits of random consulting work. And I've structured that in a way now where I mum first and work comes second. So I work on days where my little girl's with her nanny a few mornings a week and I work during her nap times and that's how I've structured it. So I feel very blessed actually that I'm in a place now where I'm getting paid to do what I love and mostly not getting paid to do what I love uh, and being able to do that at the same time as being mum. But we talked about, oh, I spent six months doing nothing. I think anybody, you know, I've had three kids. I know for myself that first six months is not exactly a holiday. In fact, it's pretty exhausting and brutal. That may be giggle, I have to say, when you said that. And last, most definitely not least, we have Megan Scott. Megan is a director at PwC. She's a chartered accountant by background and also holds a law degree. When we've spoke to Megan, she was new to parenthood, having given birth to her baby only four weeks earlier. Megan gives fresh insights into how organisations can support their people taking parental leave and how she wants to see more men take on hands-on parenting roles to enable organisations to become more gender balanced. I remember finding it quite challenging transitioning from being a kind of working professional to a new parent. How have you found the, the journey? Yeah, so I'm still very early on in this journey. It's only been about four weeks. Mm-hmm. So I think some of challenges I've already found other than just sleepless nights and learning how to look after a baby is after two weeks you know my husband went back to work so he's got a really big chunk of his day that is just what was before it's just normal for him whereas for me I'm at home and I'm looking after a, a little baby and all those things that I used to do I can't do as easily so I'm finding that, I've found that quite challenging. However, one of the great things that have actually come off the back, I think, of of COVID-19 is that whole digitisation, which we spoke about before, because at, at my work now, every meeting um, or every event, there is always a virtual dial-in. <laughs> so this week, they actually had the CEO of ANZ come to speak to us, and it was about, um, you know, the impacts of COVID-19 on ANZ, but also the impacts that they're seeing on the wider economy. And I was actually able to join that from home. 
<laughs> and because I, 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 not because I needed to, but because I was very interested in it. So I was sitting there while my baby was asleep and I was able to join that and hear from that, the CEO of ANZ around those issues. And I think for me, that was something that I found very useful because although I am at home and I am looking after this baby, I still want to be connected into my work, into the workplace. And I still want to have adult conversations and be challenged and to learn and develop while I'm, while I'm um, away. So I found that, I, I think that is something that organisations could very easily implement that would actually support women that are on maternity leave. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. And as you say, whether it's women or even hopefully increasingly maybe men taking some parental leave mm. too. But, but often there is that feeling of disconnect when you do take a period of six months or sometimes more off work. And, and often that feeling of almost losing the professional words. I know that a lot of people have talked to me about losing that, that confidence to be able to, to be, feel current with what's going on. Mm. But, but maybe actually greater connectedness without pressure to do work, but able at least to stay in touch with, with what's going on and some of the key developments. And as you say, keep that learning curiosity going on. Are there any particular challenges or obstacles that that you've faced as a woman in your career? Yeah, so definitely. I think one of the most challenging ones that I'm faced, um, that I'm going to face is the one I'm facing right now, which is I've just become a mother (laughs) Mm. and how, and as something I'm still working through, but like how am I going to balance being a mother with my career on a go forward basis and one of the things that I've always believed in and I I feel very strongly about is that the only way that we're going to see women be um, successful and in the senior management um, and leadership roles is if their male counterparts take the same role in terms of parenting at home that they're seen as being just as important in that parenting journey as the mother. And given the opportunity to actually stay at home with their children and do those things that mothers, I guess, have always done. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Female Career Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. For more inspiring stories of women of Aotearoa and their careers, subscribe to the Female Career Podcast via Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you like to listen so that you never miss a story. You can also take a look at our website, thefemalecareer.com, where we feature the stories. And if you subscribe to our mailing list, you can have career advice and inspiration delivered directly to your inbox. Thanks for your support, and I look forward to you joining us again soon.